Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! I don't know if you knew this or not, but Budget Blinds have some of the best people in our community. They are, and we have said this before, they are very much good eggs. That they are. They are always doing things to help out the community and, but wait, there's more. Ooh, what else are they doing? They are the home of the Signature Series Shades. So when you're ready to make your home a smart home, this is the place you need to go to. You're going to call Budget Blinds, and you're going to say, all hail, my robot shade overlords. And they're going to know what you need, and they're going to hook you up with Signature Series Shades. So when you're ready to make that decision, head on over to our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit right in the heart of downtown. Tell them, Jason, next thing. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Orbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who I just can't decide at this point if he's more of a nerd or if he's more old. It's yeah. Nick Parker, the publisher gonna, of Link to Lee Summit. I, I'm going to go old. All right, so for those of you who are watching the video and why, is the question I have to ask. Uh, Nick, you can see in the video that behind Nick is a brand new gaming chair. It, yeah. oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, there, yeah, there it is. Does Nick, does Nick, Nick did not purchase this chair because he's a gamer. Really, Nick purchased this because his back hurts because he's old. So the answer is old. But uh, I just, you know, I just wanted to raise that. You bought a nerd chair because you're an old man. Look. First, I I have the uh, the dreaded disease of no butt, Fair. which leads to back pain, and then I'm old and I'm out of shape. That leads to more back pain. Yep. And so Nick bought himself a fancy chair to account for his back. And, and also because, like everybody else, I'm learning that my home office needs to be set up as well as possible, Jason. Because we ain't going nowhere. No. In fact, we are going to break some news this evening. It's, it's like uh, there's more at home time coming for everybody. So uh, Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about our very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is the burrito, because that's what I had for lunch today, honestly. And it was a a little place over in KCK where I work. I was actually at the office today. I went and grabbed grabbed to go from there. And they had been closed for a long stretch during the shutdown. um, And they had not reopened not long ago. So I felt obliged to go. And I, I got some fantastic pork and red and green chili burritos, and they were so good. And I missed them well so. Well done. So shop local, Jason. Eat burritos. Local. Good, Eat good local. Job. Shop local. That's absolutely good right. Good job. So. Well, you hinted at it. It's time. Let's break a little news. Yeah. Hey, this is Tuesday night. We are recording uh, this this episode, and as you and I were making the final preparations to our notes for this show, finishing the outline of what we're going to talk about. We get a phone call. We get an email. Lee Summit R7 School District has made an announcement that is probably leading to more changes in the plan for reopening schools. Jason, it looks like after some, some meetings with public health officials, the re- recommendation is now that reopening holds is delayed until September 8th or after. And... And they're recommending that all districts in the KC metro area are preparing for 100% virtual. So, look, that doesn't mean 100% virtual is happening. That doesn't mean that opening will be delayed past September 8th. 
it, it's more of the same, which is, I don't know. Right. And then, but it also is another hint that things are changing. So these recommendations will be presented to the Board of Education at an emergency session, which is set for August 6th. That's next Thursday. And then, then we'll have another announcement and decision from the Board of Education. So stay tuned. Look, this is the hardest thing, Jason. We are not a uh, society and culture built for saying or accepting an answer of I don't know to anything, nor are we, uh, um, we're not fans of not being in control. Yeah, and we're definitely not fans <laughs> of being inconvenienced in any significant way. Well, that's true. Too, so but. keep in mind, the reason we're doing this is because overall, I mean, we've had a big in the last several weeks, um, there's been a big increase in the number of cases. And I think more worryingly, in, in Jackson County, anyway, the positive test rate has gone up a lot in that, which is one of the signals that they're using for what they call significant community spread of the disease. So it's not happening in these small, confined outbursts taking that into account along with you know there was the well-publicized uh student party or young person party uh here in the summit uh that had like 10 cases out of that and so these things are happening and so uh this just puts jackson county um you know r7 in line with kcmo public schools kansas city kansas and all the other schools in wyandotte county I would be surprised or would not be surprised to see a the rest of the Jackson County schools fall in line as well as um, much of the rest of the metro as as we go through this. So um, the delayed start allows a little bit more time for the the positive rates to come down, not only the number of number of positive cases, but the rate of positive cases that are coming through. And and I'm going to say it because we haven't really said this much. Right wear your mask, man. If everybody wears masks. This is a problem that gets much, much better, much, much quicker. So wear your masks and, and then maybe your kids can go to school this fall. Now this one other thing that was in that, in that, uh, in that statement from, from the school district, and you can, you can see the text from that on linktolysummit.com in case you didn't get it in your Good email. Um, hey, cross promotion, man. You always got to cross promote. Um, one thing that it did say though, is that they will be, reopening that decision um again after the next board board meeting for for parents and families to to decide do i want to enroll in 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 person do i want to enroll in the online academy for the school district you know these recommendations might change the mind of some of the parents so they're going to reopen that and one thing these recommendations don't address and i don't have an answer back to this question yet jason though is these these latest recommendations that were put out on Tuesday evening were based solely on uh, statements from the public health officials. They're not based on what the district has said as those numbers came back. And we were looking in the, you know, over 80% of people had been enrolling, it looks like, enrolling in in-person schooling. So we don't know how that also is going to affect the district plans as they look to accommodate the numbers of people that wanted their students to, to go back to in-person learning. Right. And it was a hard so choice. All of those things just keep it so fluid. Right. And, and that's the, I think the, the, the key thing to keep in mind is these are the best plans that we have now. And in a week, you know, I mean, honestly, by the time we get to the board meeting, the facts on the ground may have shifted in one direction or another, and they may go with an entire, you know, they may go even further than, than what has been out there. I mean, for instance, the schools in KC Mo, KCK have said, in addition to starting after Labor Day, 
they're going to be their first nine weeks are going to be virtual um, while hopefully the, the numbers subside before they go back into class. Um, and there's some other reporting out that there, there may be similar things coming in other places. So just, you know, this is today's, uh, as we record here on Tuesday night, this is today's news and today's recommendation. You know, so we're going to hold this. on, make the best choice you can for now. And then by the time the board meeting comes, we may have a, a, an entirely different set of options available to you. Well, that decision was hard. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll put that out there for, for our family. That decision was a hard one to make. So the original deadline was Monday that we had to, to enroll in either virtual or online. There's no right answer. I, I really don't know that there is a right answer, but you just got to do what's best. So everybody be patient. It's probably going to change again. Oh, no, it absolutely, absolutely between, will. By the time we get to September 8th, we're going to have three or four iterations of all this. <laughs> and, and we just don't know what. But you know what you can do? School Open Wheels is going to look like. You can stick with linkedleesummit.com and the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast, and we will keep you as up to date as possible with yeah. all. Our thanks, our thanks to uh, Katie Bergen and the uh, R7 Communications team for getting that out just in time to get it on this podcast. It had been, been weird if we had had this in the can. And then that news broke over like uh, during the evening, and we had to like either re-record or throw our hands up and say oh, we couldn't talk about it. So. so, Katie Bergen, thank you for that unintentional thinking of our deadlines. I don't think it was unintentional. I think she thinks of us all the time. I'm yeah. sure we're really important to Katie Bergen. <laughs> I hope so, Jason. Let's run through a, a few other news and notes from around the city. I want to start inside City Hall, out on Green Street. Uh, the city, as as you know, they've been working on their long-term strategic plan. They've been moving into a comprehensive plan update. All of that is part of the LS Ignite program, and now they're asking for some more public input on the comp plan update. And you can do that. Just head on over to igniteourfuture.net. And you can start participating. And Jason, we've been saying this for over four years now. These are the easy ways to be involved and to help shape. Absolutely. The and this is like your fourth bite at the be involved in the comprehensive plan apple here. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, an, yet another apple. chance for you guys to get a, to get a bite in there. So get on there and, and, and add your voice in, especially if you haven't already, it's a good time to get those last pieces in. So the other thing. I yeah. think that we're going to talk about. So the mayor, uh, he made a video announcement or a video, I don't know, speech, I guess is probably the best way to put it. Well, they've uh, been doing a lot of video announcements lately. And I, hey, hey, good on them. They're, they are embracing the modern world and technology. Let's hit rewind a little bit because this is really what we need to set up what the announcement was. Back in the fall at, at the mayor's last most recent uh, State of the City address, he announced that he was going to put together a, a special citizen commission on diversity and equity and inclusion. And this video, this in a video this week, he announced that it is kicking off and he announced the members. Jason, who's going to be on that commission? All right. We have, uh, there are, I don't know, is that 10 or 11 people? It's Sadia Mahmood, Claudia Meyer, Karen Schuler, Tina Ellsworth, LaShawn Walker, Dr. Emmanuel Ngomsi, Dale Beasley, Raina Park Shaw. Levi Holland, Melanie Harding, and Lorenzo Harrison. And if I've mispronounced any of those names, I apologize deeply uh, for that. But uh, those are the ones that have been named. It's a, uh, I, I think there's some, there's some old standbys in, in some of these commissions on that and, and some new faces that we haven't seen uh, taking an active part in city, city stuff before. So it should be a good group. And we will, we will be following 
what they do. Yeah, there aren't a lot of details yet on on what this commission uh, is going to be focusing on, what what their kind of action and activities are going to be. Uh, so we're going to follow along with this, and it's it, it is it is something that that he has talked about for for several months now, and is now starting to get get that ball rolling. So we will follow along with the mayor and this commission to to see what happens, and we'll keep everybody up to date. All right, you got to pimp something next, Nick. I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna pimp a project I have been working on. I have had the pleasure of working with Summit theater group for the last several months. Jason, you and I have talked about this before, and I had uh, director Ben Martin and, and and local resident Carl Chinnery on the podcast a few weeks ago. I just wanted to announce the premiere of A Candle Against the Dark, the theater group's uh, audio production, since they had to cancel their, their stage performances this season, is going to be on August 13th. And here's the cool thing. It's going to be a fundraiser through the Rotary Club of Lee's Summit working on Rotary International's End Polio Now campaign, which, Jason, I don't know if you know this or not, but it is an international campaign that Rotary has been a part of over the years. To, to I mean, a leader on, really. They have really. done a huge amount of work on this front. As I was told, billions, that's with a B, billions have been donated through this program to eradicate the disease. So we're going we're gonna to premiere this, this audio play. It's three episodes. Uh, live stream it with a kind of, uh, we're going to do, while the play is old-timey radio style, right, from the 40s, we're going to go maybe uh, 80s, 70s, and 80s style telethon uh, with this live stream and try to, try to raise some money. So stay tuned. Do we have uh, like an, do you have like an old movie actor, like whatever the current equivalent of a Jerry Lewis is to do that for you? We don't, but I'm old. Well, that's true. Well, and Carl Chinnery is a man of a number of a great wisdom. He's a man of great wisdom and many yeah, years. But, look, that dude is spry and I'm pretty sure he can still take us. Yeah. And by the way, I'm going to take a moment and object to you calling him Lee Summit resident Carl Chinnery. He's like a community pillar. I don't know the right, like without going overly cliche, I wasn't sure the right word there. Like, can, do I go icon? Do I go pillar? I think pillar is a good one. I mean, he's Wait, been he a has part been of the community a leader forever. in this community for a long, long time. And and his the story of his family's battle with polio is is incredible. And and that is what Ben used to craft this this play it's really good there are some surprising things there's good history there's some funny parts there's some things you don't expect um so i hope everybody will do it it is three episodes about 15 minutes each they will be available on a new summit theater group podcast channel so it'll be on all your favorite podcast apps as well as premiering that evening on our telethon so stay tuned to link to lee summit uh facebook pages for link to lee summit as well as rotary club of lee summit for more information on that and we'll get to it. And Jason, this is leading me to to the last topic I want to get to tonight. Rotary Club, like everyone else, and all of the nonprofits around this community and across the country. Jason, we started this show four years ago trying to talk to as many of the nonprofit organizations as we could. How can people get involved? How can they give you time, money, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Well, COVID's ruined everything. Well, that is there, but that, that is the most accurate thing that you have said in all the years that we have been on this podcast, Nick. Right there, right there. COVID has ruined everything. They're all looking for ways to 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 have their fundraisers. They've all had to cancel their big events where they make money. You know, I'm on the board for for Downtown Main Street. Jason, you're a former board member. They're too 
big fundraiser events, downtown days and the Piccadilly Gala have been forced to, to, to cancel. The chamber had to cancel Oktoberfest, which is a huge fundraiser. Um, Sunrise Rotary works with the Feed LS fundraiser. Um, they are working to do a, a, a live stream gala. They're working on some ways to twist their gala and make it a fun uh, live stream event. So they're working on that. So while you are thinking of all of these local nonprofits and everybody has their charities of choice, right? When you're thinking of the ones that you like to support, and even maybe it's just the events that you like to go to, maybe you don't know a whole lot about the actual charity, but you love the event and you like participating. Jason, my question is this, what can people do, people in the community that want to help support these organizations, but the events that they usually have on their calendar to support them aren't happening? How can people still be involved to donate, whether it's time or money? And, and honestly, look, time and service are a little harder and different now because of social distancing and mm-hmm. masking and all of that. How can people still be involved and how can people help these organizations? Well, I mean, the, I think that the first thing you have, I mean, you can do is instead of buying a ticket to, you know, the uh, empty bowls or feed LS or any of those sorts of things or a rotary event or whatever, it's just simply to take the money you would have given and give it if you can. I mean, obviously the COVID, I mean, in addition to ruining uh, fund, on, fundraising events for many nonprofits, it's also ruined the incomes and livelihoods of lots and lots of people. So this is not, if you are financially struggling, you should not be giving big quantity, you know, your regular donations, you should be feeding your family. But if you can still, if you are lucky enough to be employed and things are sort of normal-ish for you, uh, income-wise, give. Um, and say, so if you were going to buy $100 in tickets and drop another 25 bucks in you know, food or put some money in a, an online auction or a, a silent auction, just write that check and hand it over. It's all tax deductible. You know, most of these are uh, 501c3 organizations. Uh, those are tax deductible. And honestly, I mean, if you ask any director of any nonprofit organization, a check is... Hmm, is there one on this show? Uh, yes, there is. And, and I'll say this, money, like just handed directly to you is way better than money that you have to do a thing to get Uh, because there aren't expenses there's not time there's a whole bunch of other things so you can give i mean so for instance i mean and i don't know these numbers but if an event wants to raise fifty thousand dollars in the net they may have to spend 75 or 100 to get that 50 or you know i mean they have to actually collect 75 or 100 to net that 50 for just for the cost of renting the hall hiring you know local talent, going through all the, the, you know, food, all the things that go into those sorts of events. So you could even theoretically give a little bit less, but the net impact to the organization is actually higher because, you know, you don't, they don't have to pay for your rubber chicken. That's true. That's true. And all of these organizations, but you should are, still just give as much. I mean, honestly, are, are, are ready. So if you have a charity of choice, if you have one that you, you really want, want to make sure that that continues to get support in the community, or even if it's one that you just love the event, Hey, find out, find out what charity that event was for yeah. Give them a call, hit their, hit their websites, send them some money. Let's send them some money. Let's help these people continue to be of service to our community and that is the best way for Look, you. Look, people, call. don't make us have to have Matt standing on here to ask for money again. Oh, man. Just send guys, him some. Guys, he's been, been texting some money. me. he's been texting me again 
So he's 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 ready, but I don't know if I'm ready, Jason. I think he's actually I don't know worried. If I'm ready. I think he's worried that Ryan Murdoch is going to take his number one spot in the interview list. Well, that's, <laughs> if, we that, keep that's ha- true. if we keep having all this school stuff, we're going to have the the board chair of the board of education on to uh, to more often, and Matt's going to he's going to want to be on just so he maintains his number one position. So. Well, and at some point, Julie Cook will be back from her family leave, and she'll want to get back at it too. That's so. true. So Matt. You continue to have competition. But we're, like, we're telling people to send you money. So go ahead and if you, if you are a person who would give regularly to Lee Summit Social Services or to an organization that supports Lee Summit Social Services, go ahead and make that give so that those things can be here. And we can, you know, look, honestly, as a public service, let's just keep Matt Sanding off the air. There we go. Hey, let's, what's, what's our charity? What can we do? We should, we should have a, we should have a, a charity, a charitable drive here. We're raising money. The more money that is given we'll keep Matt standing off the air. Well, honestly, I think what we just said is that we just give to Lee Summit Social Services. The more you give to them, the less we have to hear from Matt Sanding. There we go. All right. Well, hey, Jason, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. There's not um, – I normally say there's not a lot going on, but while there were a few items, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> and it's happening, like, super fast. So especially for our weekly podcast show, it's a little bit difficult sometimes to keep up with all the things. So once again, thanks to R7 for announcing that exactly at the right time for our benefit. And this is a great time to preview Friday's episode, Jason. We recorded last week. Uh, it was supposed to be our first conversation with new superintendent, Dr. David Buck. Uh, it turned out to be our second because there's a lot going on. There's a lot um, going on. This was a, this was a little more informal and I think let us get, get to know him a little bit. Uh, and very, to, very non-COVID focused. Very, very non-COVID focused. Uh, we, we did tease him a little bit about that. Uh, not much, just a little bit. Um, but it's, I think it was, it was a good way for us to start to get to know him. And I think, I think it gives people kind of a little bit of insight into his vision of and for the district as he comes in from Wright City. Absolutely. It's good. It was a good talk. And I'm sure it's going to be like, if we only did it a week ago. And it, I'm sure it's like now three weeks out of date, but you know, we're just going to have to make two of we, we, to- we totally did open that with a, Hey, we're not going to ask you too many questions because stuff might change. Yeah. Guess what stuff to change. Yeah. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for today. We will talk to everybody next time.